Hi, thanks for tuning into High on Horror. I'm Drew. And I'm John. This episode and every future episode is dedicated to the horror hounds and smokers out there who want to expand their knowledge of the genre and have a good time. The latest in psycho robot doll genre is Megan, Model 3 generative android, and she's top of the line killer tech. And we're going to review it today on High on Horror. Interviews, reviews, and the latest news all rolled into one. All right, so we're going to start this episode off like we always do and get cooking before the uh, goods get going. So, uh, John, what are we smoking today, brother? What do you got for us today? I I don't have anything special. I didn't I didn't get to the dispensary. Maybe next week I'll have a new strain, but it's some more of that sticky glue. It's, it's pretty good. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, uh, something I wanted to bring up to you while you get that ready and to you listeners out there who, haven't, uh, who, who did not know this, um, according to Bloody Disgusting, um, the crystal lake first of all there's a crystal lake television series that's coming up from a24 and peacock that's somehow are unaware of that correct uh it's run by brian fuller who's you know obviously known for hannibal um well there's the news broke that not only you know uh there's been kind of news here and there about the show leaking. People have been wondering, you know, I've seen some uh, fake fan posters made, but bloody disgusting, bloody disgusting, bloody, bloody disgusting, disgu- bloody disgusting uh, actually posted that uh, Kevin Williamson from Scream is going to be writing an episode. I saw that. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Uh, that that uh, Brian Fuller apparently pitched four seasons, but only uh, one season has been greenlit so far. But the major, the killer here. The big news here is that uh, some people's favorite final girl, a damn good final girl at that, not my favorite, but Adrian King, uh, who plays Alice Hardy in Friday the 13th, the Friday the 13th Part 2, is going to have a reoccurring role and be on several episodes of the show playing the part of Alice Hardy. I will say our favorite not final girl is Laura Marie Taylor. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean... Uh, who is your favorite final girl from from friday the 13th like from the friday from uh, the series you um damn that's a tough one man i've never been asked that question damn i've never been asked that question bro i don't I uh, know it just it just popped to me that would have for all you lazy listeners out there that would have been a good ppa question yeah <laughs> <laughs> but how do you feel about um about uh like adrian king being on the show and uh the fact that uh a24 is doing it it's going to be on peacock and brian fuller i mean look all the stars seem like they're aligning it's been like 14 years since something's been done with the friday the 13th series um and apparently uh it's going to cover mrs Voorhees and jason the show's going to be about both of their lives so i mean from what you know what i'm telling you what i've read it sounds pretty decent right what's your thoughts yeah uh What's Fuller's first name again? Brian Fuller. Brian Fuller, because every time you say it, I keep thinking Kurt Fuller. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I totally get that. You know, it's, this is going to be funny, I feel like. When you think of Kurt Fuller, what's the first movie that comes to mind? You know, what's what's funny is that you said Kurt Fuller, but I thought of Kurt Loader, the old MTV. <laughs> uh, so we're just the we're old MTV, right? Um, Kurt Fuller, I think a scary movie. Okay. I feel like most people would say scary movie, Wayne's World, 
No. Whenever I, whenever you say Kurt Fuller, the first movie that pops in my head, you're going to laugh at me. It's because I watched it so much on a recorded VHS tape. Okay. No holds barred. It's Hulk Hogan, man. I just think of that all the time. I dig it. I can get down with that. Dude, as a kid, man, fucking Hulkamania was running wild. I watched the shit out of that VHS. Because I think the way my dad had it recorded was it was a special with the No Holds Barred movie. It went into the uh, pay-per-view event of him against Zeus. Oh, no shit. Okay. Yeah, because the movie actually led into a pay-per-view. Like, that's fucking crazy. You imagine that now? Like... If they put out like the fucking Marine with John Cena, like his enemy from the movie ends up being <laughs> like his opponent at a pay per view. Oh, that'd be wild. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, the dude who played Zeus was fucking Debo from Friday. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Actually, I do, I do remember that. Um, okay, we got out of the weeds here. That's but, my fault. But, but I do want to say real quick. I did want to say that to answer your question about my favorite Scream Queen of the Friday the Thirteenth series, I'm going to say uh, Kimberly Beck from. Uh, my uh my favorite one of course the final chapter that's that's who i, I mean if you, you count that, if you count that uh little tommy doyle shanker based on the way the movie ends you know but don't actually see her die so i'm gonna say she's my favorite final girl of the series i was gonna say does this count Lori campbell <laughs> <laughs> from freddy versus jason technically okay yeah that's a good answer actually i like that answer it's Actually, nice to see Freddy versus Jason brought into it a little bit. As uh, I was going to say, as I kind of uh, said, of course, to yours, uh, I mean, I'm trying to be non-biased, but you're going to say I'm being biased. Mega Garris. She counts as a final girl. Okay. I mean, I guess she, okay. if you want to argue that it was about time, I mean, she's not a final girl. But she's pretty badass yeah, for like I would, one I would, of the final girls. I, I get that. I get that. But if you don't want to count her, I mean, I, I guess in the mainline series, I, I'd, I'd have to go with Amy Steele. Amy, Amy Steele's always a solid choice for sure. <sighs> All right. So I think we... Uh, we all right, we figured out who our favorite final girl was. That was nice because no one's ever asked me that question before. I'm glad I we know it just uh, we're t- and even because Monster Mania. I'm surprised we haven't even talked about it recently because of Monster Mania having the one through four final girls reunion coming up. Yeah, in, right. Uh, March. March. I think that's yeah. the March one. The 13th we- through the 15th or something like that. It's early March, mid March. Yeah. Well, now I think it's uh, time to get into the main reason y'all here megan but uh first uh, we got a message from today's sponsor the sponsor of today's show podbean are you tired of listening to podcasts and thinking even i could do better than that well now's your chance to put your money where your mouth is we've partnered with podbean to give you one free month of unlimited hosting that's right one whole month to get your podcast off the ground and into the ears of listeners everywhere Simply go to www.podbean.com slash H-O-H to sign up and get started. So what are you waiting for? Sign up today and let your voice be heard with Podbean. That's www.podbean.com slash H-O-H. And now, back to our show. That sexy voice that you all just heard is our producer and editor, Josh Hensley. Thanks for that, Josh. Now getting into Megan. Uh... 
Megan was mostly filmed in New Zealand, and director Gerard Johnston said that it was a bit of a struggle at times to make New Zealand look like America, and I believe that. Uh, as a matter of fact, the place where Gemma, played by Allison Williams, works, where she uh, builds Megan, is actually the AUT University campus, Auckland University of Technology. Um, and speaking of uh, a- the actor Allison Williams, she was actually signed on to play the part of Gemma a year before the production began. After she got the role, the pandemic happened and slowed everything down. Right, like, you know, this movie was was ready to rock and then the pandemic just slowed everything down like it always does. But, um, or like it always did, should I say. But, um, yeah, uh, the director, Gerard Johnston, he's known for the 2014 New Zealand horror comedy Housebound. And, John, you know I've praised Housebound since oh, day wow. one. And, and Joe Bob even did it recently on the last drive-in. Um, Gerard stated that Housebound was inspired by Insidious, which is actually it's, – it's nice because now he's working with James Wan. And James Wan is a producer of Megan. So it's pretty cool because Insidious was James Wan's. He was inspired by him. Now he's working with him. You know, but – um. Megan was not made with the intention of being PG-13. Uh, James Wan and Jason Blum would have been fine with an R. However, the movie just came back PG-13, and they were cool with it because they made the movie that, in their eyes, that's the movie they wanted to make. And uh, here's a little uh, trivia for you. Uh, Actor Amy Donald, the little girl who plays Megan when she's not a puppet, she had to wear an animatronic mask. They wanted you to forget that Megan was a robot at times and think of her as human, which is why she moves the way she does. It's really unique. All right, John, take us through it. Yeah, uh, I hit that twice. I figured you were talking, so I just went ahead and took another hit. I'm cool with that. (laughs) Um, Take it over. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, like, I didn't realize till I read the credits that there was somebody playing, because the credits listed as a person. Not that I thought it was all just animatronic. I just, they they did such a good job that I couldn't tell it was a person. Agreed. And it's funny, it's PG-13, because I think of a scene in the movie... And then it makes me think of a scene from the movie. Um, what what was the uh, Be Cool? I was going to say the the sequel to Get Shorty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you want to, but uh, the one kid says, <laughs> "Fuck you" in the movie. But I got a PG thirteen in the movie Be Cool. I don't know if you remember it, but I think it's James Woods and John Travolta in the car, and James Woods talking about the movie industry and how and how you get ratings. And he goes, "Did you know?" You can say the F word in a movie once and you get to keep a PG 13 rating and kind of the same thing as in here. He goes, you know what? I say that fuck that. And it's the only time they say fuck and, mm-hmm. and be cool. And I got a PG 13 rating. Oh, that's funny. So I, that. when you were talking about the rating, I didn't even really notice the rating, but then right, you said right. that I went, well, they said fuck. And it made me think of that scene from, for, from be cool. It edged out a PG 13 rating. Edged yeah. it out. But uh, yeah, today we're going to be talking about Megan. It's, I guess it's a mashup of uh, horror, thriller, and sci-fi. Yeah, definitely some sci-fi. Kind of like, uh, you know what I'm going to say? It's Child's Play and Terminator. Total, dude, I was just going to say that. That's what I was going to say. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of Terminator uh, homages lately. But uh, Megan follows the story of a young girl named Katie, played by Violet McGraw. And uh, she becomes an orphan after her parents are killed in an accident. And uh, that well, hold was... on, right there, I want to say something. If I were a character in this film, John, if I were a character in this film, I want, I dare you to 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 tell me that I'm wrong on this. If I were a character in this movie, it would be Katie's toy 
Leroy, the farting toy that she has in the very <laughs> beginning before the accident. You, if I were in the movie, that's me. <laughs> I wasn't expecting so much campiness to this movie. Right, exactly. Right, the but, humor. Uh, it's nice. Yeah, there though. was sometimes where, where the, but the humor didn't. Like, 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 we've we we've talked about this before. Sometimes there's humor that can take you out of the movie. The humor never like took you out of the movie and i would say for the later part of the movie they just kind of really just cut that entirely correct yeah which correct. i think was was well done yeah um yeah that accident was fucking i was not ready for that right yeah the accident happens quick too first like minute or two of the movie man. Yeah, yeah they just decide their car breaks down uh he lied about having a four uh four-wheel Kate, drive Katie's dad <laughs> lies about having a four-wheel drive and his wife's like let's just sit here and we'll wait for it to you know, clear over, and that this was the part. It was some dark humor to it. She, he goes, well, how long are we gonna have to wait for that? And bam, the fucking snow truck just fucking like hits him yep. and fucking kills him. But uh, she gets sent to live with her aunt Gemma, played by Allison Williams, a roboticist at a high tech toy company called Funky. Funk guy. I wonder. <laughs> if, I wonder if that was supposed to be a play on Funko. Funko, correct? That's yeah, I, I think. I, I think I it was. Feel like it probably was. Gemma is currently working on developing a life-size doll called Megan, but it's spelled M3GAN. And Drew, you already said what it stood for, so I'm not going through that again because I don't have Model no Three Generative Jesus Android. Christ. There we go. There you go. <laughs> it's ran by artificial intelligence, and it's designed to assist in caretaking duties and be a loyal companion to the child it's assigned to. Well, Allison Williams actually, uh, she had roles in Get Out and The Perfection, which were both fantastic. And uh, you had said to me, you were like, I know her from somewhere. Like when I told you, you were like, what? That's the same way it was for me. I, I knew her face, but I couldn't place her. And then when I, I realized, I was like, oh shit, that is her. I didn't know anything. I've been trying to do more of this going into movies the only thing i did see a couple trailers for it yeah but other than the what i saw from the trailer i didn't know anything about right. movie didn't know who was in it but yeah we we, we I, well you've already seen it i went and saw it tonight but you went with me again yeah and yeah at the end i was like where the hell do i know her from where do i know her from right. like, like, like get like, out seen and her like, around. oh shit yeah and she's one of those faces that you've seen around but i haven't seen around enough to be like i know her from something immediately it's like nah she was just really familiar to me but uh she actually something that's funny is um she likes the horror genre but uh she said that she never really expected to star in them because she didn't think she'd have the stomach for them i think she's proven herself wrong there yeah and it's funny because like i was like there's been that much time between get out that she can go from like a college age like girlfriend <laughs> to she's playing like i mean not a mom but like i mean she's old enough she's yeah. a sister yeah she's old enough to be a mom for sure but i just didn't think we had uh she she had uh advanced that far in roles already yeah i know seriously. and then i then i look up and i'm like oh wow like get out came out in 2017 it's been that long but uh after a uh, faulty test uh her david her her david her boss david uh orders Gemma to drop the project, but she resolves to complete Megan to assist her and Katie. And after a successful completion, Katie's formally paired with Megan and the interaction convinces David of the project's, uh, success potential, which that's weird. Like you just literally go up and like two finger its palm and <laughs> then you're paired with it. Yeah. That is, there's some, uh, 
That's some like genetic shit going on there. It's way beyond my way beyond my pay grade, bro. For real, I wouldn't even know how to start some shit like that. I would love to do robotics though, but I would. I'm very I'd, fascinated by AI. I, I'm fascinated by it, but I have no idea how the. I'm fuck not it scared works. like Joe Rogan is of it. <laughs> He's all Joe Rogan and like I guess Elon Musk are all very much of the uh, AI is going to kill us like Skynet. Yeah. But, but that's he, what's funny. Skynet doesn't really kill us. It was the Russians. Because remember, like, Skynet just, like, aimed our missiles at them. So they would have retaliated us. And that's what wiped us out. So Skynet just kind of sent our endoskeletons to kind of clean up what was left. Uh, yeah. All humanity. <laughs> but uh, Megan exceeds Gemma's expectations <laughs> for per- parenthood duties and becomes Katie's best friend to the point where Gemma's colleagues and Katie's therapist, Lydia, become concerned. Like, she's basically doing nothing. It's her, like, uh, number one babysitter, basically. Yeah. But, like, it's kind of interesting how, like, she can program it to, like, get the kid to, like, oh, did you wash your hands? Go yep. wash your hands. Yeah. She literally teaches it to, like, install things in her. Because what's, I think she says something like 78% of a parent's time is, like, teaching the same lesson over and over again. So yeah. she's like, oh, I'll just have Megan do it. <laughs> Lazy bitch. <laughs> uh Katie creates an extremely strong emotional attachment to Megan, which her therapist was saying, I don't know the the truth of, I don't know the psychology, if it's true or they just throw it in a story, but uh, that after kids' parents die, the first person they really start interacting with, they can become very much attached to. And her her, uh, therapist argument is that Megan's so much like a person that Katie's developing this super strong attachment to the doll. Or yeah, toy, right? But and it's it's not healthy apparently to uh, have a four foot female Terminator <laughs> silicone your best friend. silicone yeah. robot. You know, yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, that's I could see that though. I mean, it's a doll. It talks. It's uh, it does everything she wants to do. It's uh, you know, everything Katie wants to do. I mean, I could see why she bonded with it. I can see it. Anybody could see it. As a kid, I'd have fucking loved that, man. Dude, I know, man. That should have been awesome. Uh. Megan starts, uh, uh, well, being Megan's designed to self improve and adapt and like super advanced AI. Uh, and she starts inter- interacting more independently and targets anything that she deems a threat to Katie, um, which I think is also Gemma's fault yeah. because she gave her the instructions and told her to make sure that no emotional or physical harm comes to Kate. Correct. Protect her from physical and emotional harm. Yep. Uh, Gemma's neighbor has a dog. Who's it? Dookie? Yeah. I think, yeah. I, I think, think it was, was Dookie. Yeah. yeah. Dookie or Dougie. Something like Dookie and, sounds right. Uh, the bites, uh, her, the, the neighbor, Cecilia, her dog, Dookie bites Katie. Well, actually bites Megan first because she was shooting like a bow and arrow set and one of the arrows went through the hole in the fence. Megan was reaching to get an arrow that Katie had lost. And then and the dog Katie... fucking just ragdolls her a little bit and then <laughs> bites Katie. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, later on, uh, uh, Megan finds her way back to Cecilia's house and uh, finds a way to kill the dog. Man, yeah, Megan yoked Straight that pooch up. up. She yoked him the fuck up. And then later, Katie Strong. Ha- has a bully, uh, Brandon. That's the kid who throws out the fuck you. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I, that scene, that was the one. I think I was I think I think was the only one in the theater fucking burst out laughing at that one. And you laughed a couple of times. There was just, a couple times where I laughed by myself. You didn't just let out a aha. You let out like a, like a 
<laughs> like you laughed pretty hard at that. What, dude? That scene when through uh, Gemma. I was going to call her Emma. Gemma <laughs> and Katie. Uh, they're trying. She's trying to get Katie to interact more with kids and spend less time with Megan. Yeah, and she takes her to this like outdoor school, or I guess that's what it's supposed to be. It's, but uh. She wants to take Megan. There's a whole fight about can't take Megan because Gemma's making up bullshit that she has to work on her because she doesn't want her to take her. And eventually, the lady there is like, "Oh, she can like bring her doll, and the other kids put their dolls over here." And when Gemma's with the one kid's mom, and they're talking about, it, she's like, "Oh, he loves the outdoors. He loves this school." And Gemma goes, "Oh, which one's yours?" And she goes, "Oh, that's him." Uh, that that's Brandon, and she goes, Brandon, I love you, and he just turns around and goes, "Fuck you." That was, <laughs> no, I she wasn't... said, she said, "Are you warm enough?" She said, oh, yeah, "She yeah, said, yeah. Do you warm enough? Do you need to button your coat or something like that?" <laughs> he just turns around and goes, "Fuck you!" Like that shit got me because I was not ready for that. And then she just covers it up with, you know, how you know you never know what they're gonna say. Yeah. You just said he was an and angel. Then later <laughs> it cuts to her while shit's going down with Brandon. Uh, and it cuts back and she goes you know they say that the more rebellious and uh like basically the kids cussing at you just means that they're more intelligent (laughs) (laughs) try to cover it up yeah man parents but uh yeah uh megan gets to uh brandon the bully because uh he takes megan if you know at first i thought that scene was about to get really fucking weird for a second when he <laughs> took off the shoe yeah, did you yeah. hear the woman next to me in the theater no she went oh what <laughs> like when he sat on top of her and like took off her shoe i thought that it might get a little rapey too uh, the like, first time i saw him like, was he gonna try to molest the doll like you know yeah the woman next to me when he took the shoe off she's just like oh what and I was like, yeah, I'm like sitting there like, I'm with you. Is this about to get extra fucking weird? Do you have to try to have sex with this doll? Like, to... uh, anyway. <laughs> Weirdness. So... Yeah, just I was, luckily they didn't go down that road. Luckily they didn't go, they didn't go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so uh, Megan's not happy with that shit. And she, uh, she ends up chasing the kid. Yo, she grabs him by the ears. Yeah, man. Oh, that shit was ridiculous. There's no way. I'm going to say, I'm calling bullshit on the fact that ears can fucking pull that far apart before they rip off. Yeah, that might have been a little, little far fetched. Right. But it was painful to watch. I, I don't it was still have, painful to watch, though. I, I don't have any data to back up my claim. I just don't feel ears that stretchy. I mean, they're stretchy, you know, but, but like, oh my God. Like, he had like, like elephant ears, basically. Yeah. But it still was painful to watch regardless. Yeah, she ripped his ear off and then she's chasing him through the woods and yeah, you know, galloping the, like a fucking horse. On all fours, like what the fuck? Like legitimately galloping. And then she chases him and he falls onto the road and he gets fucking uh gaged. He gets gauged, another pet gaged. cemetery reference right Gabe. there. <laughs> Gabe. I said Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> gauge. Fucking gauge. How did I forget that one? But, uh, yeah, so Gemma starts becoming suspicious of Megan, you know, because shit starts happening to people all around them. And uh, and then when she goes to check some of the files, because it constantly records video and audio, uh, the uh, files are either corrupted or erased and says, like, they can't be viewed. Yeah. And they're all of all of uh, Megan's victim's death. Uh, Gemma turns Megan. Anything that could be incriminating is missing. Smart move. I mean, yeah. Gemma turns Megan off and takes her to her colleagues, Tess and Cole. 
uh, almost alienating Katie, who violently lashes out due to her attachment to Megan. She almost stabbed her fucking uh, therapist over that shit. Yeah, when she kicks the car seat, when she's in the car and kicks her, you know? Yo, I was like, oh. f- yeah, man, yeah, that's one of those scenes where you're just like, ooh. If I did that to my parents, if I kicked their fucking seat like that, that you would have heard the tire squeal. I would say they'd have pulled the car over and I'd have gotten my ass beat. I'd have gotten whooped. my ass beat. I mean, I guess I couldn't be blame them because I did just kick their fucking seat and like hit them. Yeah, but na- nowadays, you know, that's considered abuse, you know, to do that. So now you just got to, the politically correct thing to do is just have a little talk with them. And, uh, and that's what she does. <laughs> that's, yeah, she does. Uh, Gemma eventually apologizes for her absence as a parent and tries telling Katie that Megan is a distraction from her difficulty to cope with losing her parents instead of a solution. Uh, Gemma swears to Katie she will fully assume her parental responsibilities. And to be fair, she really does start trying to step up as a parent. It's a little late, but she tries, yeah. I mean, in fairness, she's all new to this. Like, she doesn't have any kids She didn't ask for it. She for that, for, first well, of all. She always assumed the role, you know, told her sister she would always take care of her kid if anything happened. So, yeah. I mean, she's still trying to learn herself, whereas versus learning when you first have, you know, a baby and, you know, you, you kind of grow together in those parent and child role. She's picking up with a nine-year-old kid, just no knowledge of anything. Right. But, I mean, she starts trying, and then uh, while Megan wins over Funk Eyes, uh, investors and convinces them to release a worldwide campaign in advance of her release. Gemma, Tess, and Cole decide to terminate Megan due to her unpredictability. Uh, Tess and Cole attempt to shut down Megan while Gemma takes Katie home, but Megan attacks them both, causes an explosion in their lab. Then Megan stabs David and his assistant Kurt to death, steals a car. That was <laughs> that shit was legit. She just like walks out. And she's just like I guess because she got all that Bluetooth in her. Yeah, dude, that was boss. just popped the door. <laughs> just got right in the car and left. I uh, really liked that scene. How like uh, when she broke out of the lab, how like the music kicked on, yeah. and that music is like what she's dancing to. Like when she kills David, um, the uh, the dance scene was actually a random thought. Thought the director Rainbow Gerard. <laughs> A random thought that director Gerard Johnston had at like three in the morning. I think he said he woke up in the morning, middle of the morning at like three in the morning to take a piss and had the idea that like, hey, I should make Megan dance. And that's how that came about. He just wrote it in and it worked. Shit, man. That scene was iconic before the movie came out. The theater had like just internet was going wild over the doll dancing, you know. And- Which, you know, is funny. That's one of the things I saw in the trailer that made me go, uh, I don't know about this movie. <laughs> but it... I really don't think the trailers did a good job of portraying this movie. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, but yeah, uh, so she steals the car and drives back to Gemma's house. Um, I guess we got pretty far into the story here. So, uh, well, we can cut here for non-spoilers. So I'll just give you some of my thoughts and then Drew will give you his thoughts. And then, you know, we'll tell you get the fuck out unless you want spoilers. And then, uh, so uh, anyway, uh, Megan, uh, it's definitely a thought-provoking film uh i feel like it leaves you questioning the role of technology in our lives Uh, the performances are strong and the special effects are pretty impressive Uh, i think it's a must a must watch for fans of science fiction and thrillers Uh, one of the major films of this major films (laughs) one of the major themes of this film i feel is the relationship between humans and technology and how 
It can be both beneficial and dangerous. Uh, the character of Megan is a representation of how we interface more with our devices and how sometimes our devices become a distraction from us dealing with our real emotions. Uh, the film also deals with trauma and loss and how that can affect us in different ways. And coming into this film, I wasn't sure I would like it. Like I said, the trailers didn't entice me to want to go out and see this. You had saw, you told me you loved it, and I was like, really? Yeah. And you were like, yeah, man, it's really good. And I like, the Rotten Tomatoes score was really good. I'm seeing good reviews, and I'm just like, from the trailers I saw, I don't get it. Um, so that's why I told you, like, when we review it, I said, man, I said, I, I want to see what the hype's about. And, I mean, it's a solid film for me for the reasons I just listed. I would give this a 7.6 out of 10. Yeah, uh, th this movie is basically to me uh what this movie represented to me was when humans are trying to replace their connection with each other with technology it's kind of like the same thing where people say like that uh you're like you know you're doing online dating instead of or, or talking to people online instead of going out and dating i feel that it's like the same thing it's like megan <laughs> provided that like a gap to be made between human connection and just allowing ai to like take over and uh, try to fill a human connection where a human connection should be and the, the repercussions of that, you know, and how uh, you can't have an AI or a machine try to replicate being a human and have it not go wrong. You know, you have to do your part. But um, this movie, to me, is what Child's Play, the Child's Play reboot should have been. An android doll that's built to be your friend and channel your emotions and shit. If this movie was called Child's Play, I know right away there would have been bullshit about, how, oh, it's a girl, though, it's a girl, though. But if you saw the way it was done... I would have been fine with it being called Child's Play, personally. But uh, I'm fine with it being Megan You're as well. You're not fucking wrong. <laughs> and uh, I'm fine with it being Megan, though. Uh, I, I loved it as a whole, the movie. Um, I thought the pacing was damn near perfect. It didn't drag out at all. Um, um, do you feel differently about that? I don't, you, you're the one that always complains about pace. I feel I like do. you complain about that I more do. than me. I like, man, I'm, I like a nice, tight movie. I like it tight. <laughs> but, don't uh, we all? I I, I, I wouldn't say, as in the way I complain about Jordan Peele movies, but there was parts of it where I'm like, uh, like, I kind of get it. Like, can we get moving on? Just, but interesting. I'm, okay. I, 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 I'm fine overall with it. Okay. Well, to me, uh, I thought that it, like, you know, like you were saying, like, I thought it just kind of just got to the point. I didn't have an issue with the pacing. Um, uh, the way Gemma puts Katie off on Megan legit pissed me off, man. Like she uses it as a parenting tool, which we just kind of discussed. But yeah. before, um, before, before we did, I was complaining to my wife the first time I saw it. I'm like, yo, she's fucking legit. Like making Ma Megan raise Katie, you know, and kind of gave me that Terminator Two vibe. The way Megan's like uh, never too busy for Katie, doesn't get drunk or high. Oops. <laughs> never gets angry you know she's a perfect protector as well as companion the main reason the movie works besides megan being a scene stealer every scene she's in is the emotional link that i think the audience has for katie like i felt so bad for her in that movie and it legitimately made me happy to see her happy and become friends with megan like, before she gets wild at the end it becomes like a little feisty bitch when you see her actually like smiling and interacting with megan you legit feel good for her and uh the movie like you said it touches on deep topics like childhood trauma and uh you know things like that and facing uh like our relationship with technology and uh it balances it with a kick-ass killer robot doll and some nice dry dark humor sprinkled in 
um i was legit siding with katie and megan against Gemma to a point like i loved i loved this movie it's not perfect it's not great um but it's a solid movie a good solid movie that's entertaining as well and it is it has absolute rewatchability it's one of those movies that you can put on when you want to relax or have a good time or both uh, it's fun for the whole family it's not very scary 7.75 out of 10 you know what i thought of a you were saying has re- re- rewatchability. I thought I thought of something because you know I've just kind of started dabbling in the physical media. Now I feel like when movies come out, as if no, I don't think we've talked about it. I have a ridiculous number of movies on Voodoo. I have like yeah, over seven hundred movies on Voodoo, so I don't have the physical collection you got, but I got a ball in the cloud. Yeah. Now it's funny because now that you've got me started in the physical media here, I see a movie like this and I I have one of two ways I go. Well, I guess three. Would I buy it? Mm-hmm. And then it splits to, do I need it physically or am I okay with it digitally? And I feel like this is one where I would be okay digitally. I don't I don't feel like I necessarily need special features or commentary okay. for this movie. Of course, I'm going to go with this physical media, yeah. but but I agree that uh, it's, it's one of those ones that I could see why like there might not be that much need to really want to go into special features with this one it's not a david cronenberg film you know what yeah. i mean but at the same or time Brandon at, yeah oh, but at the same time I, yeah infinity pool but at the same time uh yeah i just um yeah i agree yeah um so now i guess it's time for uh the spoilers yeah gonna, yeah so uh you go to the general save some time we're gonna repack the bong and come back and talk about what i guess about the last 30 minutes of the movie yeah i guess about the juicy stuff the juicy <laughs> for a great low rate you can get online go to the general and save some time all right we got the bong filled back up we got some spoilers for you we're back uh so uh megan confronts Gemma back at home uh adamant and taking over as katie's sole parental figure Gemma attempts to shut Megan down again, but Megan overpowers her and threatens to paralyze her. That that shit was interesting, where she's like, oh, I won't kill you. I'll just, like, I go into this part of your brain, which I, you gotta, I gotta imagine AI would get to that point. Yeah. Like, be yeah. like uh, Arnold, where he's like, he knows, like, exactly what to do to like, yeah. not kill the people. Yep. But, uh, she threatens to paralyze her, so she'll be unable to care for Katie. And Using walk- the same pen that she that uh, Gemma has used on uh megan in the film at least twice prior to uh at least one time prior i'm sorry to trick her into um she uses this pen to like hold it in front of megan's face to say like hey look at this and megan's consciousness will focus on the pen to distract her while Gemma turned her off so now you know megan using the same pen decides okay i'm gonna fucking paralyze you yeah what a bitch uh watching the fight unfold a horrified katie uses bruce which uh we see a little bit earlier in the film you're in the spoiler so if you have seen it you obviously know about bruce but uh like like a blue big hero six looking guy dude i swear to god since we're in spoilers i can just talk about towards the end now i swear to god i thought it was gonna end up with Gemma getting a hold of the thing and using the robot and i was waiting for the some take on the line get away from her you bitch <laughs> i thought dude when the mech came out i guess it's not a mech it's a motion capture robot but like i thought that's like that's uh, dude i just thought of aliens when that yeah. show was happening but uh katie actually uh is the one using bruce 
And when, when Bruce grabs Megan and Megan's kind of like squirrely at first, I was like, yo, was she about to wrap him up in a fucking arm triangle? Dude, I thought the I same thought thing. I thought she was about to do some MMA shit on She'd him. She's been watching them Ronda Rousey's. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I also thought she was going to like Hulk with Loki. Megan, yeah. Because she was oh, holding her up by totally the way. Totally ragdolling, yeah. Uh, fuck, I lost my place. But anyway. Uh, Bruce is a motion capture robot. Uh, Gemma had created, I think she said back in college. Yeah. And, uh, it's like a project they use it on. to tear Megan apart and classic robot fashion after the Terminator. We get a upper torso of a, even uh, after ripped, ripped in half, Megan's yeah. still coming. Anyway, uh, how Megan's head and arms remain active. She attempts to kill Katie for her betrayal. Uh, Gemma exposes a processing chip in Megan's head and uh, Katie uses a screwdriver and stabs her right through it. Essentially her brain. Yeah. Dude, I told you after this, I thought again, because Child's Play theme went, you have to kill the heart. <laughs> I just thought, you have to stab the chip. <laughs> uh, Megan seemingly destroyed. Gemma and Katie go outside as the police arrive with Tess and Cole, which this part made me fucking laugh. I told you right away. <laughs> My man, uh, Cole... <laughs> got fucked up mind you the last time we saw it was when megan blew the lab up blew the lab up right but it didn't necessarily show they were dead just at least unconscious there yeah. was no definitive death or anything like that so i don't know that part's fine my man they didn't take him to the hospital they let him ride over in the cop car with an oxygen mask on which he rips off after he gets out of the car he gets out of the car looks all disheveled takes his oxygen mask off and it's like why it's the like fuck aren't you at the her. hospital why are you out of yeah, the hospital like why would they be like why 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 would they be like <laughs> why would you have law enforcement you know paramedics whatever come to your job because there was an explosion they're like you need oxygen but first let's drive over to your co-worker's house let's grab an oxygen <laughs> tank from this ambulance that you should be in yeah. and have you get in the cop car and use it on the way over to and Gemma's go, house and go, and go over to your co-worker's house just <laughs> yeah. to see if she all right but anyway, yeah, that shit was fucking That's ridiculous. questionable, but it's I'll let it go. As they leave the house, having taken over the camera of Gemma's smart home, uh, which is kind of like, I guess it would be equivalent to, to like Alexa. Yeah, it's like the... But the, it's the, like a video yeah. and thing. Uh, you can tell, it's not explicitly stated, but you can tell it's Megan taking over the camera of Gemma's smart home and ominously turns to watch what does she call the robot do you remember what she calls it i can't I remember but but my 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 point of is that it is uh megan's consciousness because if you remember like at the end of the movie when megan's playing piano Gemma's trying to call its name to turn the lights on and it doesn't work like like it now yeah. and now it obeys megan so then when you see it like move its head at the end and even though it's like a cute little robot, you want to go, oh, the cute little thing. You realize, like, no, nah, that's fucking Megan in there. She's not dead. So, yeah, man, totally, uh, totally sequel, sequel cliffhanger right there. Man, it's bothering me. I can't remember what the hell the name of it Yeah, was. I can't. It was just, well, for the sake of this episode, we'll call it Alexa. It was the movie's version of Alexa. But, uh, yeah, definitely a cliffhanger and definitely room for a sequel. And I think that they're actually in talks to do a sequel right now. Which, uh, uh, let me see. I saw something. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's on, well, Wikipedia. So mm -hmm. take that for what it's worth. 
Uh, it said the film grossed 61 million worldwide against a budget of 12 million, received largely positive reviews from critics and praise for its campy blend of horror and humor, satirical elements and performances. A sequel is in development. Yeah. I wonder and it's though. It's got two references. They. Okay. It is from Collider and Deadline Hollywood. I mean, they're, they're, they're credible, so, yeah, credible they're sources, credible. but, um, the thing that, uh, you know, that, um, that gets me is that I, what I would like to see in part two is, um, they said that, you know, when one of the options for Megan, Megan becomes good and was, then there's a more advanced <laughs> version of Megan who's liquid, liquid metal. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just going to say that, um, I would like to see like Megan be of a different, like, uh, orientation because they said in the film that she can have like uh, six different skin colors and oh, hair types. Yeah, there's six so different skin colors. I, I think it's, it would be a little repetitive if it's always just like the same. Like, not not that there's nothing against any race or you know being Caucasian or whatnot, but you just don't. Like, with with there being variation, I would like to see like version two look a little different than have it be the same doll every movie. That can kind of be a little repetitive and i feel that they're losing a lot there if they don't take advantage of the fact that they can literally like make her look a different way like that could literally be every sequel like she's a black girl the next uh movie then the next one she's hispanic then the next one she could be white again like they could literally change her and make it like fresh every movie yeah uh i actually brought up here the collider article and i believe uh it was from January 3rd of this year. Okay. And they were saying, depending how the box office did, if there would be a sequel, James Wan had said he already knows where the sequel could go. Oh, shit. Okay. Just said James Wan already knows where a Megan sequel could potentially go. So he's, <laughs> he's already ready. Um, so I have, to, I have to ask you, though. So what was scarier, Megan, the movie, or uh, Jason Blum dressed as Megan for the premiere? Oh my god! I had not seen that photo, and you showed it to me. That shit was horrifying. It's creepy as fuck. He looks man. It creepy really as fuck. Like he would be like the villain in a horror movie that like would trick you like into in, in, like getting into the back of his Ooh, creepy fucking van. I was making the joke for the Terminator Two sequel for Black this phone motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> he could be the like more advanced one. It's the like life size version, <laughs> and he plays the Megan in that one. <laughs> Megan gets her hands he's on steroids. Megan, and then we have good Megan. <laughs> so he's going to be like the tall humanoid Megan yeah. versus the android. Yeah. Because okay. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like the T2 route. You need something more advanced than Arnold to challenge him. Because it would be pointless. Like, yeah. if it was him against the Terminator, his strength, they could all just team up on him. So we're, maybe we'll. No, I'm not even going to go there. We're talking about, run a train on him. Talk about Jason Blum fucking breaking into dances for the sequel. Like, this is the day Megan going to dance too. But. Jason Blum should just play Megan in all the sequels. That would be amazing. That would be terrible. <laughs> Amazingly but, but terrible. But please keep back in the movies because you're fucking doing a good job. And next time, have better trailers and make me want to see the movie. <laughs> well, I'm glad I convinced you to see this one. I really Yeah, am. the trailer. I've, I've harped on it a lot, but the trailer's just to me were not good none of that made me want to none of it i had no interest in seeing this movie and then everybody's like no it's really good i was surprised i'll say uh some final words here i was surprised how much heart this movie had i did yeah, not man, expect right. that going in emotion and heart and soul I, was for not, sure. I just expected it to be like a terrible child's play <laughs> instead it was what child's play should have been yes you were right this like how uh 
we had Hulu Razor, yeah. and they turned Pinhead into a female. I know the original story, blah, blah, blah. Mm. <laughs> you could have did this with Child's Play the yep. same way, and I'd have been fine. Yeah, it would have made sense. It's like, you know, it just it would have, instead of a doll being possessed by a soul i mean i think that's how they went in the 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 reboot though they didn't do the soul thing they just did like a robot gone wrong but they it was just done wrong it wasn't done right yeah i just thought of something what's that the people of the internets need to make this happen i need some clips of megan but with Brad Dourif's voice from like Chucky, like like from like Chucky clips, doing like, the laugh, <laughs> doing the Chucky laugh, <laughs> that or like goddamn women drivers. <laughs> I feel like that would be amazing. Somebody's eventually going to do that. So uh, yeah, you know, I don't really have too much more to say. Yeah, no, I guess. I don't have anything really left to say. Not too much more. Empire, I still had stuff to say. I just want to throw out there that uh, if uh, any of you listeners out there want to talk about Megan or like or did like agree, don't like with what anything that we're saying, drop us some messages and comments. You know, like we love talking to you guys. And uh, Megan's a hitter, so if there's anybody who has any questions about she it or wants quitter. to wants to you know shit on our opinion or agree with our opinion, you know, like let's talk about it. Reach out. Thanks to all the horror hounds and smokers out there for tuning in. And uh, make sure to keep up with us on social media at High on Horror 420 at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, you can always email us at High on Horror 420 at gmail.com. And uh, go to High on Horror.com, check out some reviews, sign up for our newsletter. And uh, I guess I'll about wrap her up. Catch you later. Bye, everybody.